0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com Senior Editor Katie Atkinson. Greetings, Katie. Greetings, Keith. How are you?
2: Doing well, because today we've got must-hear music coming up with Billboard.com Senior Editor Joe Lynch. Yeah.
0: Yes, well, stay tuned for that in just a second because the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop.
2: Today on the show, we've got must hear music with Billboard.com senior editor Joe Lynch. Joe and the team will be chatting about new tunes from Blondie and more, so stay tuned for that in just a moment.
0: But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, you can tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Before we jump into must-hear music, since Blondie will be discussed in the segment, we thought it'd be fun to quickly chat about our favorite Blondie songs, or at least some of our favorite Blondie songs. Uh, Katie, do you have a personal favorite?
2: Of course I do.
0: Tell me about it.
2: (laughs) It's actually hard to pick, though, because I just love Blondie, and I especially love all of their singles. So um, I narrowed it down to Heart of Glass, which is one of those songs that... I think, actually, a lot of the Blondie repertoire could be a hit today, especially that one.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of their music actually still sounds contemporary. I
2: feel like you hear Call Me covers all the time. You hear, Yeah, exactly. So how about you, Keith? Um, Well, I love Call Me.
0: Oh, yes. I have a lot of favorites. Um, I love One Way or Another. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, I I love a lot of their music. Um, I love Call Me. And did you know that Blondie's only had four top 10 songs on the Billboard Hot 100, but all four of them hit number one? So, so they've had four number ones. Four number ones. And those were their only top ten. So crazy. So it was either like huge smash hit or it missed the top 10. So
2: what were those number ones?
0: They were Heart of Glass, Call Me, Rapture, and The Tide is High. And interestingly enough, those four songs are all pretty distinct in the genres that they cover. Uh, Heart of Glass is a disco song. Uh, Call Me is a rock track. Rapture is a sort of a rap inflected hip hop song, and The Tide Is High is actually a sort of a regified cover version of an older track. So,
2: you know, they're covering all the bases. So, what genre will Blondie be in next? It's time to hear must hear music and find out.
3: Hello and welcome to the Muster Music Podcast. My name is Joe Lynch and I am sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? And Lindsay Havens. Hello. What's up, guys? Hey, you know, not much. Oh, okay. That sounds exciting.
1: <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Niall Horan's Slow Hands, his sexy little jam that he's got out, uh, Perfume Genius's Wreath LCD Sound System's uh, return, they've uh, with new music actually. Um, a new song from Blondie, uh, Grizzly Bear is back, and a new song from Mac DeMarco. So, let's let's start with Nile though. So this is Let's uh, start with Nile. I described it as, just now as a sexy little slow jam from our boy Nile. Um Yeah. This is your pick, Jason. But it is. um what do you uh what do you think about this? So this is uh we we've, we've heard mo- from most of the 1D boys now. Yeah, we're and there. uh this is the follow-up to This Town, which was a kind of sparse acoustic number, and this is is pretty different.
1: Yeah, I mean, This Town was very much uh, it was it was actually a pretty big hit. Uh, if you think it's about still it, still doing well on the radio. Yeah, actually. and um, this is definitely a different direction. I think that it's definitely more interesting. Mm-hmm. This sound was was fine in, in the sense that it was it was like a it's fine like a Jason Mraz song was fine. It's like mm-hmm. I, you know I don't dislike Jason Mraz songs. Right. Like you know if I hear I won't give up in in a mall I'll mm-hmm. I'll listen along I won't mind. <laughs> Same with this town. Uh, you like the? I like the little like every comes back to you. Yeah, that's a lovely. nice little, It's moment. a lovely little hook. Uh, this is definitely more appealing to me in the sense that there's actually some risk involved. This mm-hmm. is Nile making uh like kind of a sex jam, yeah. and a pretty good one at that. It's it's basically his version of Nick Jonas's Jealous, and but, right. But
3: I think instead of the weekend being the touchstone, like John Mayer is more his. Yeah, These but sonic it's, it's still
1: it's still veering into that kind of like sleek R and B area a little bit.
3: Sure, I mean it's not here like, more it's not, rock. It's not like I a, guess really. I, I think the production is pr- is pretty pop, like with the kind yeah. of like chopped vocal and stuff. But I, I feel like the the sound basis of this is kind of more rock song than R and B, at least yeah, for me. But maybe I mean we it, can physically fight about this. Yeah, later. <laughs> <Great>.
1: <laughs> we definitely will. Uh, no, I think I think that there's a, a little bit of a danger in our boy Nile that I didn't know was lurking, and I I enjoy it. It's 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 a fun. It's it's definitely replayable, um, in, in the in a way that I don't think this town was. Mm-hmm. And I think instead of like heartfelt, it's it's nice to ha- add like a, a a different more adult dimension to him. Totally, so, yeah, what I would, recommend it. What
3: do you think, Lindsay, about this?
4: I I wouldn't recommend it. Ooh, <laughs> I'm. Sorry to throw you under the bus there. I'm not a huge That's fan fair. of this. Um, and it's hard not to sort of compare him to the other 1D solo artists right now, Zane and Harry, who are doing so well, specifically Harry, who I'm now a huge fan of. Yeah. But he's just the least interesting to me of them, like in terms of his personality from what I've seen from him and his Ugh. music
3: have you seen the 1d documentary because when that ended no. I was Did he like have a
4: shining moment
3: I kind of liked Nile the most after watching that actually
4: so that's what I'm doing tonight I guess
1: all right
3: <laughs> yeah I mean you missed it in 3d so what's the point but
4: true
1: wasn't that, there two documentaries? That, that's so crazy. to Were think there about. two in theater documentaries? <laughs> I, I think, don't think so. I think there were two documentaries. I'm going to look this like up while while you. I'm pretty sure Morgan out. Spurlock
3: did the 3D one of Super Size yeah, Fame, which was great. Yeah, which is quite a, a turnaround uh, stylistically. Um, but so you don't you don't dig this? You don't?
4: It's it's okay. I feel like I've heard it so many times before. It just sounds like several other songs to me yeah and it's sort of easy to get lost in that it it just doesn't stand out
3: and you, and you noticed something interesting about this song I did that indeed. I wanted to
4: prod um, you to talk about the the little high-pitched woo sounds can you do almost again? identical no I cannot it was a one-time thing um it sounds almost identical to the high-pitched woo in Katy Perry's chain to the Rhythm."
3: Yes. Oh wow! I even sent you the
4: time marks to listen. You
3: did, yeah. Let me see if I can call it. I think it was at 1:07 in the Nile song. There's like a kind of vocodery like
4: woo. There but, we go.
3: <laughs> but cooler, <laughs> but better, and um, and in the Katy Perry song, maybe at like the 54 second mark, something like that. Um, there's a, a similar one, and the, you know they're not exactly the same, but it's like it's similar enough. That's definitely like this kind of like and we've talked about it before, like um, recently the whole like vocodery voice as an instrument in the background is becoming a thing now. Um and I think this like woo is now like another one of these like little yeah. trends and tricks that people are using. They're like, hey, that was yeah. on a different hit song, so let's put it on this song. Like and
4: Signals right before the chorus is about to start almost. Yep.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um by the way, there were two One Direction films. <laughs> what? Uh, Both theatrical releases? I don't think one was a the I think one of them was not. But um one Direction, This Is Us, and then One Direction, Where We Are, both films.
3: I saw This Is Us. I don't think I saw Where We Are.
1: Uh, where We Are seems to be a yeah. I, they're both, I guess, concert films, but yeah, there you go. Good, right. good for them.
4: All right, I have some catching up to do.
1: Yeah, sure do. <laughs>
3: um, I'm, I actually really like this. I mean, I, I kind of um, I hear what you're saying, Lindsay, but mm-hmm. I, I just think it's it's a good I think it's a good direction for him. I like uh-huh. that it's. Um, I don't know. Like you said, you know, it's it's sexy, but it's it's not, like, forcing it in a yeah. way. Like, I feel like it's, it's really easy for someone in a boy band um, or really any band when they kind of, like, come out and, like, want to announce their personality to, like, go too far in one way. Um, you know, certainly, like, we've seen many Disney stars who, like, when they, like, want to announce their adult do it by becoming, like, sexy and they go in this, like, absolute extreme, like, leather latex and, like, nothing <laughs> wrong with that, but, like, sometimes you can tell it's, like, fake like you're yeah. like they're not really into that they're doing it mm-hmm. just to kind of like distance themselves and i like that niall has gone in kind of like a more i can't believe i'm going to say this with the one direction member in a more erotic direction <laughs> but in a pretty like organic <laughs> way like it's it's not over the top it's not bludgeoning you over the head with it it's not um, it's not
1: his dirty exactly featuring red man
3: it's not his dirty <laughs> featuring red man there's just that one weird line about sweat on laundry where I'm kind of yeah. like, are they like boning on the laundry or like okay, gross, whatever. I, I can't, I can't
1: answer that. I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't, I don't know, know. Yeah, I, I don't why am I that. looking at
3: you? Like <laughs> I need some answers about this. Anyways, clean your clothes now. Um all right, let's listen to it. Uh Niall Haran's uh, slow hands.
1: better or worse than Interpol slow hands
3: I'm gonna say better I'm gonna say worse but
2: I'm I gonna just, say worse. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> shocked. Yeah, you didn't even Lindsay. like it, so <laughs> shocking. shocking. Yeah, shocked.
3: Um, all right, next up, let's talk about a Lindsay pick. So something you do like. Finally, mm-hmm. wow. Um, LCD sound system. called the police. Oh yeah. So these these guys went on like a what a four year hiatus. Five year. Yeah. Was it really five years though? Actually, anyways. Yeah, so it they was went like on a almost hiatus. Exactly five years. They came back. Um, they've been touring a bit, they're a fantastic live act, true. um, but this is the first new song, Z. they released two songs recently, we've heard from them, and they played them both on SNL, uh, and you picked, it's called The Police and American Dream, and you picked Call the Police, but let's yeah. so talk about both, we so can talk about what, both. what are I your mean, thoughts on these? Well,
4: first, it's crazy, it was their first time on SNL, to me, um, mm-hmm. which is really surprising, but this song stood out as being the better of the two, the other one was just a little bit sleepy. Uh, this had more going on, but it didn't have that like big dance pop explosion that I wanted from them in terms of new music. But it was still really enjoyable, and I'm sure there'll be more of that to come on the album.
3: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I, I mean, I would think <laughs> so it's
4: like, what is LCD sound system without some synth dance pop?
3: Yeah, this one, I call the police. That was actually my least favorite of the two. Really? I preferred the sleepier one. I kind of like that it was just, like, more, like, vibey, moody LCD, and yeah. this one is, like, definitely in that kind of, like, rock ven- or vein, right. but I, I don't know if it does it, it's not bad, it's not bad at all, but I it just don't think it, like, doesn't rock hard enough, and it's also not catchy enough, and like what you're saying, there's not, like, that great explosive moment, like, the first song on their last full album, This Is Happening has a really slow build with a great bass line and some synths, and then it just, like, explodes. And when it does, it's just, like, absolutely every time, it's, like, makes you, like, give you shivers. Mm-hmm. And this, and I'm not expecting this to be, like, as good as one of their best High ever expectations. moments. But it is. It, it could use, like, what you are saying, like, that kind of, like, key moment where you're, like, like, oh, man, like, this is awesome. And it right. I, to me, it doesn't have it. But I don't know. What did you think, Jason? Well,
1: I don't know if you guys know this. But I'm uh, a big LCD sound system hater. Uh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, wow. I, I didn't know you could hate anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing. Is I'm usually very positive. Uh, I am not a fan. The, the thing is, I, I saw them a bunch of times live last year, just at festivals, mm-hmm, and I really they were at every one. They were at literally every festival. I think I saw them th- at least three times last year. Yeah, yeah, it was three times last year. And they you played and your wedding too, right? They played my <laughs> wedding. Yeah, they played Against North American Lille. scum at my wedding. No, <laughs> nice, that's yeah. true. Uh, no they I saw them and I, I I think they're a great live band i just um I can't take them on, on like their albums mm-hmm. I, I thought i think i really like their first album but it's not really an album it's kind of like a collection of singles and then some mm-hmm. other songs um sound of silver and uh this is happening i just i don't care for them at all like yeah. it just i i yeah not a fan so um I was like coming into these songs I was like Ah, I wonder if I'm still not a fan of of like their studio <laughs> output. And it is true. I'm still not great. a fan of their studio output. <laughs> I'd love to see these songs live. I think they'd be great. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what that disconnect is. But just like, I think in the live setting, there's so much less focus on Murphy. And I think that like mm-hmm. as a band, they operate so well together live. Um, but when it's... Uh, like their album he's so in the forefront and i just don't like care for his like you know his lyricism and and his his song and his songwriting and his his vocal delivery i just it's not for me
4: what did he ever do to you
1: i know i mean (laughs) i think i think it's because like i i I decided at some point that they were ripping off the talking heads so hard that i
3: i couldn't take Mm -hmm. them you can, I mean, you can a, disagree. They're but an influence. I don't know about ripping off. Yeah, so hard, but... I
1: yeah. I mean, I just like I, I can't. I was never. I'm not a fan. But you know what? Uh, I I think they're. I, yeah, I'm gonna see them live. They're at uh, Pitchfork Fest this year, so I will. Surprise! I will see them surprise! Live. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely be seeing them live again, and I'll probably be seeing these songs, and I'll probably enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But I do not enjoy listening to them on the record.
3: Yeah. I'm a hater. Good to know. What did you think of their SNL performance, Lindsay?
4: sort of the same thing in terms of the songs I I wanted a little bit more just because they usually do such a great job live but then again when you're limited to that small stage Mm -hmm. how much can you really do I guess yeah and I think a huge part of their live show is like seeing the audience react to it and Mm -hmm. you couldn't get that from the clips that I watched right
3: yeah I mean yeah that's a notoriously difficult stage to play right um some critics, um, meaning my parents, were really not into their performance. Oh, I would wow. say unimpressed. Oh. And they thought the keyboard player's dancing was too weird and distracting. Mm. So, All right. there you Mr. go. And Mrs. Lynch. Gene and Brian, not a big fan <laughs> of LCD on Get some of the podcasts, man. One of these days. No. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, listen to a little bit of its LCD sound system. What did I just say? Sound (laughs) system. (laughs) LCD sound system. Oh god. LCD sound system called the flu. that was lcd sound the system um and next up let's talk about one of my picks so perfume genius uh has a new album called no shape it is so fantastic uh the song i picked is wreath um the the first song we heard from it slip away has this incredible video so gorgeous it's so beautiful where he's wearing this like pink ruffled shirt kind of like an old um french rococo painting And anyway, so this new one, or it's not a single, but Wreath is probably, other than Slip Away, my favorite on the record. Um, It just, I think it's such a good example of what he does so beautifully, which is take these, um, like a lot of instruments, there's a lot going on in this song. There's a, the piano is kind of clanging randomly in the background. There's a guitar riff, but it's not the center of the song. Usually, if you have like, you know, an indie project like this, if there's a guitar riff, the guitar riff is what the song is centered on. Mm-hmm. That's not the case here. It's just, it's kind of part of the mix. Um, it's really just kind of a textural song where his voice is the only thing that feels upfront. Everything else feels kind of um, filtered as if you're like listening to a piano in one corner of a room and, you know, even the background vocals seem kind of like filtered through water or something. Um, It's just his voice, which is the only thing which is, like, warm and upfront, And even that is, like, presented in a a pretty interesting way. I think, was was I talking about with you, like, almost, like, his voice on this album versus the past record, Too Bright, is a little Elliot Mm Smith-ish. There's a lot of, like, kind of, like, quaver in his voice. Like, there's some uncertainty and, like, emotional, you know, woundedness. Um, And then in the background, there's his own voice being layered in kind of this, like... Wow, someone's like, I think we have a ghost <laughs> smacking against our the fans, wall. It's fans, actually.
4: Fans are just breaking down the door to yeah. get
3: in here. Um, and then, so his vocal is <laughs> in kind of this, like, beautiful, like, Elliot Smith mode, but then the background vocals are very, like, Cranberries-esque with these yah mm. yas being layered onto each other. Um, so there's a lot going on, but it all has, like, a lot of room to breathe, which is an interesting, like, production trick that most people just kind of can't master. Like, usually they have a lot going on. It kind of just melts together in this, like, wall of sound. And that's its own thing. Um, But I love just that every instrument and every piece of this song just feels like it has so much space. Um, It's just really beautiful. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of this song and this album. Uh, what did you guys think?
1: Yeah, man, I'm I'm a big Perfume Genius fan. Uh, I have a Perfume Genius little poster at my cubicle, which I'm I'm proud yeah. to mm-hmm. have. I haven't
4: noticed that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah what can come I say? Check from too from
1: too bright. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I, I love what he's doing with his album. Yeah, I, I'm glad you picked Reef because I definitely think it's a standout. I, I mm-hmm. think that it's just like there are moments where the album kind of swoons away from uh the more accessible stuff. Obviously, I think it, it's successful across the board, but. I like when he really dives back in um, with, like, Slip Away or, or Wreath, and it's just, like, kind of this, like, maximalist, like, pop approach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can't wait to see this album live. Has he played any any shows yet? I feel like he I has think not. think so. Yeah. And I, can-
3: I think the New York show is coming up in a mm-hmm. little bit. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, that's going to be Let's go see crazy it. packed. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of become, like, a like a pitchfork star, kind yeah. of, um, which uh, – Become becomes kind of more and more rare, where it's mm-hmm. like not really ever going to cross over to the mainstream, but has Red. this kind of rarefied, like super respected uh, yeah. indie cred. So yeah, I, I listened to this album straight through for the first time yesterday, and uh, I was really blown away.
3: Um, and Lindsay, yes. what did what did you think about you, this song? Well, you spoke to
1: you spoke to him.
4: That's cool. Um, it's a little insider info Ooh. from me. Uh, his boyfriend Alan actually sings on this track, and, oh, really? and on the track "Die for You." Um, So that's fun. That's cool. Yeah, but I like that you mentioned space because I found it really interesting. He said when he was writing the album, he wrote it with nothing but his piano, and he intentionally left the song with a lot of that space because he Mm -hmm. knew he wanted to have, like, these crazy production elements that he'd never done before. And then he sort of brought, like, those sparse versions of the songs to the studio, and then he would let Blake Mills just, like, go at it, and he would kind of have to step back, which was new for him, he was saying.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. And he would be
4: yeah, and like he said, he would be super confused and like not sure what was going on, and he'd give it thirty minutes and hear it and be like, this is incredible,
3: right? And how was he interviewing?
4: I love talking to him. He is really great. Yeah, Um, talked about his dog and how his dog is really present, (laughs) and how that's something that he's working on. Um, Present,
3: like in the moment.
4: Yeah. I don't know if the dog was also a present. Okay, but maybe. kind of like
3: a woke dog. Yeah, really. totally. That's, Th- cool. that's what he was saying. I think. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I
4: didn't uh, no. no, please.
1: <clears throat> I was just I was just gonna say well, one of my favorite interviews. I've only interviewed him <clears throat> one time, but uh, one of my favorite interviews I ever did was was with Mike uh, from Perfume, F- Perfume Genius because literally we we talked about his funniest tweets. Um, he's so
4: great <clears throat> on Twitter.
1: <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah. So. Um, I just want to bring up a couple of them. Now they're a couple of years old. This is from April 2015. Um, and it was literally just me like reading his tweets and me and him being like <laughs> explaining what they were. Um, one of them, one of my favorites is guy just slowed his car, comma, rolled down his window and asked me if I had any gray Poupon. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one is, uh, <laughs> oh, hang on. Um uh, at, one is just uh, at Costco thinking about Pink, and I, just, he was, and I asked That's him. It's like, real yeah. life. He yeah. was like, he was like, they were playing a, a Pink song. I just was in Costco and I just started thinking about the artist Pink. So anyway, awesome, uh, follow him on Twitter. Such a relatable moment. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah, hilarious, hilarious dude, and and
3: really like brilliant songwriter. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, well, let's listen to it. Um, perfume genius wreath.
0: I see the sun
3: go down. I see the sun come up. I'm moving just beyond the frame. I see the sun go
1: down. I see the. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
3: All right, that was new Perfume Genius. Um, Before we talk about um, another one, there was actually one thing I wanted to give a quick shout out to. Someone drew my attention to this on Twitter recently. Um, So as you guys know, I'm a big Drag Race fan, Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the... Key moments of season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race happened in the... It's called Untucked. They air on YouTube after every episode. It's kind of like bonus content. Cool. And there was this great moment where one of the queens, Aja, a New York queen, um, calls out Valentina, who is another queen I love. Like, she's given... She did an incredible Madonna look. You know the Madonna look... um, or Madonna's naked doing the um, hitchhiking on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. So she did that as a runway look, like, with sensor bars, like, over the appropriate parts. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, absolutely astounding. Anyways, so... Is the music
4: tie-in here? There is a
3: music tie-in. Well, Madonna's music, obviously. Okay. Um, but there's a great moment where um, they're asking Valentina what the judges said to her, And Aja cuts in and is just kind of, like, making fun of Valentina. She's like, the the judges love you. Like, they're just always like, oh, you smiled. Oh, you look like Linda Evangelista. Like, very, like, taunting her. Uh Um, And this has become, like, kind of like a Twitter, a very minor Twitter meme in a niche (laughs) sense. Um, But someone, Adam Joseph, took this and put it to music. Um, this sound clip and it's hysterical, and it is available on iTunes. And the money <laughs> uh, goes to LA, um, a youth center, a lesbian and uh, gay youth center. So it's a cool thing. I love that someone did this. It's called Linda Evangelista, named after That's the famous model. Must hear music. Um, I love it. It is on YouTube. It is pretty awesome. So check that out. Um, but let's talk about another one of your picks, Lindsay. Uh, Mac okay. DeMarco. The song is Dreams from Yesterday. I, well, what did you, what do you think, like, about this? Oh,
4: I feel like you're about to <laughs> go down some no. negative paths there. No, I, I was,
3: I am not. I would okay. never. all right.
4: Um, I'm really impressed with this album from him. I think it shows, like, the most growth in terms of his songwriting, and specifically this song. I just found it really interesting, and I also spoke with him, so I was asking him, like, it sounds like you have regrets, or you're sort of thinking about how you would have done things differently if you had the chance, and he was explaining, like, that's not it at all it's sort of like a check-in point almost to just like take a moment and step back and like, think about like the dreams that you did have yesterday and where you are at now. And if you're sort of aligning with what you want for yourself,
3: Mm -hmm. I would, well, one, are you just using this podcast as an opportunity to say who you spoke with?
4: Yes. This is also known as the Lindsay interviewed podcast. Nice. Perfect.
3: (laughs) Um, yeah, I will say, and I don't mean this in any shady sense, but like I liked Mac DeMarco when he came out. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of, like a lot of people in that vein, like I was like, okay, I kind of get what's going on. And after a while, I was like, I feel like I'm getting a lot of the same thing and I became less interested. I really do like the song you singled out though, Dreams From Yesterday. It has kind of an islandy Calypso vibe, but in the sense of like back in the 1950s when people would kind of like, I guess, appropriate basically the island sounds for like, you know, like basically like vocal pop singers who would normally kind of sing jazz or something Mm -hmm. like that would do a one-off album of, like, Calypso-flavored tunes. And this kind of reminds me of that, but in a good sense. Um, we talked about this. There's kind of that, like, the percussion in the background is just this very, like, minimal, like, wood-on-wood, kind of, yeah. like, hollow percussive sound. Um I think it's really cool, though. I really like the song and the sound. And um, he is a great songwriter and a great...
4: Yeah, and I totally get, like, that's the most common criticism he gets, that every song sounds the same. And I completely get that and kind of agree. But that's why I think, like, this album in particular, the songwriting is sort of what is moving him forward here.
3: Yeah. I th- yeah, I thought it was good. What, did, what do you think, Jason?
1: Yeah, I, I... As we were talking about yesterday, and I'm sorry, Lindsay. Another... I'm going to totally hate fine. on another one. Um, not, a, not a huge Max Marco guy. Um... I thought the song was was very like in his mode mm-hmm. of singer songwriter, very kind of lurching and uh like. Pretty good live guy Like I've seen him live A couple times Yeah um, But it's just not I don't really connect With his songwriting But you know I'm glad you I'm glad you guys enjoy
4: Sorry Well thank you Sorry guys
3: <laughs> Alright well let's listen To Mac DeMarco So we have one thumbs up One thumbs down And Somewhere in the middle One right uh, in the middle Mine is like Close to totally up Oh okay. Like a 1.75 a, like out, a, out of three. Yeah 45 degree angle
4: Sure that works I'll
0: take
3: um, it Alright well let's listen To a Max DeMarco Dreams from Yesterday
0: And no amount
2: of tears Roll back all the year. bring back
4: all your dreams from yesterday.
3: all right that was new MacdeMarco uh Jason we have a uh, grizzly bear yeah song, Three Rings. so this is the Jeepers. first we've heard from them in a while right since I think 2011 or 2012. One it's been, been a minute I
1: yeah think 2012 2012 uh yeah um yeah it's been almost 5 years uh since the since shields and uh I'm a I'm definitely a grizzly bear guy mm-hmm. what can I say are a you are you guy. are you, a, are you a grizzly, a grizzly grizzly gal I love grizzly bear I'm a grizzly a gal. Grizzly <laughs> a grizzly gal yeah um your cubs didn't love their la- cu- didn't <laughs> I also love love their their last album, but uh, I really like what they're doing on Three Rings. Definitely sounds like they listened to a lot of Radiohead in the last five Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. and are just kind of like in that mode of kind of sprawling, like thoughtful uh, alternative rock. And I'm I'm definitely here to hear more of it. Um, Yeah, I don't really have much more to say. It's just a, a really solid Grizzly Bear song. Yeah,
3: I was, what did you think about Um, it, Lindsay? Are you a big fan of that?
4: Yeah, I am, and I really did like this song. And they had a super long Facebook post. I don't know if either of you saw it. I
3: did see this, yeah.
4: Yeah, I wanted to point this out, because a lot of people were like, oh, you're teasing us with, like, these short Instagram (laughs) clips of this song. Just put it out. And they were explaining, like, it's so layered and there's so much to it that, I mean, who knows if this was, like, nothing but lies. But they're like, (laughs) we're trying to help you guys appreciate the song by breaking it down a little bit more which Mm -hmm. like sure that's interesting if it's true because there's a lot going on which is why i'm such a fan
3: yeah it's very intricate um there's definitely i even wrote down my notes a lot going on here a lot going on um i do feel like this is one of those things where you listen to it a few times and then you sort of get it like you don't Mm -hmm. maybe get it upon first listen but like grizzly bear can totally get away from or get away with that like they have proven themselves to be kind of like I mean, without, like, overstating it, like, kind of geniuses in the, like, world of indie album making. And um, so, yeah, they're, like, whatever they do, it's, like, I will listen to it. I will give it several listens to kind of let it fully sink in. Um, But I'm interested, I'm very interested in where this is going. Uh, So it's Three Rings, Grizzly Bear, and maybe it's just because Rings is in the title, but some of the, like, humming in the background, the, like, like, very vocal, low, like, reminds me of, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, some of the music, like, when, like, orcs are, like, doing some, like, works in the background, it's, like, mm, or something like that. Wow, pretty <laughs> weird. Um,
1: I, for, when this first, uh, this song first came out, I thought it said Three Kings, and mm-hmm. there's a Rick Ross, Jay-Z, <laughs> Dr. Dre song called Three Kings. I was, like, wow, I wonder if Grizzly Bear covered that song. They did not, and it's not Mm -hmm. called Three Kings, but I can always
3: dream. Yeah, what (laughs) could have been? Maybe one day. (laughs) Maybe one day. (laughs) All right, well, let's listen to Grizzly Bear's not Rick Ross cover uh, Three Rings. Right, that was New Grizzly Bear, um, and next and last, we're going to talk a little bit about Blondie. So um, Blondie released a new album, Pollinator, recently, which has collaborations with a bunch of um, like genre and generation spanning people, like Sia, Charlie XCX, Joan Jett, Laurie Anderson. Uh, the song I picked is called Long Time, and it is co-written with Dev Hines, who is the main mastermind behind Blood Orange, which is hmm. um, the you know kind of like alt. PBR and B project, uh criti- Critical Darling. I absolutely love Blood Orange. Me too. Uh, I
4: didn't know that. It's a little fun fact.
3: Well that's that's it's a very <laughs> it's fun what you're fact, here for. <laughs> and that's that's what it is. Uh, so this this song um, I picked long time has kind of a disco-y start. Um, you know, Blondie obviously one of their well their, their most famous song is Heart of Glass, which um, hit number one on the Billboard 100 and famously fused kind of punk and new wave and disco at a time when these were seen as like disparate sounds it brought them all together um, the drumming the kind of four on the floor disco drumming is kind of brought back on this song long time but it's, it's definitely more in the like new wave synth realm um, i was lucky enough to get to interview debbie harry about their new album um, she said that originally she and dev Hines wrote this song and she kind of thought it would be for blood orange Um, he didn't end up doing anything with the song. So when they were working on the new album, um, she reached out and was like, Hey, can I have the song? And he was like, sure. (laughs) So most of the album was written for this album. This is a song that kind of like snuck in as kind of just like an extra oddity. Um, but I think it's really good. I mean, Blondie is like of all those bands, you know, there are many bands, most bands really who were classic at one point are like touring still. Yeah. And most of them aren't releasing great records this is a really good album. It's, like, very solid and very fun. Um, and I think Long Time is one of the highlights. But what did you think about it, Linz?
4: I would agree with that. Um, I did really like this song. I want to go listen to it again, like, picturing Dev Hines singing it now. Because mm-hmm. that would be very different. But, yeah, I mean, it's a perfect comeback song. Like, Long Time, ha ha. Yeah. It's been a while. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's... They've definitely had polished songs in the past, but like the influence of Sia and Charlie XCX is like very apparent to me, just in terms of how polished, and, like pop-driven the album is. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a huge fan of like the screamish parts of Blondie songs. Yeah. like Hanging on the Telephone for some oh, reason is my favorite song. Blondie song. Yeah, and like I just love, Good choice. like yeah. I love the almost like aggression in her voice on that. Right. And so I wanted a little bit of that here.
3: We wanted a little more like screaming. Yeah. Yeah like feisty a little more attitude like her right. to shreds totally yeah. um no i can see that then totally. again she's
4: what like 71 now
3: right like you can't like i can't expect <laughs> her to be screaming her head off that you can't do she, that for, She's found
4: her peace she has nothing right. more to scream about
3: exactly she probably meditates i don't know right <laughs> um anyways yeah i'm so I, I love this one um i hear what you're saying but yeah let's let's listen to it so uh it is blondie long time from new album pollinator <laughs> All right, that is all we have for this week. So um, if you have any recommendations, please tweet them at us. Um, We will be back pretty soon with uh, John Norris on the podcast. He did our Miley Cyrus cover story. Uh, She has a new song, Malibu, coming out, and we're going to be talking about his experience uh, in her studio. He heard some of the new albums, so we're going to be chatting about that. And um, other things, too. There'll be new Harry Styles. There's uh, the Full Power Bottom album is coming out, so there's a lot of good stuff. Paramore, a lot of great stuff. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See you soon.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.